Medical Monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Pharmacists to care. And good morning to you and uh, thank you so much for joining me. My name is Kathy Kayla and I will be your host for the next hour on this Discam Medical Monday. I can tell you something, I've been doing this show for about 10 years, well, about 9 years at least. And uh, just the wealth of information that is available uh, that will help us with our health. And the more we know, the more we can or the better we can manage our health. So uh, thank you very much to Discam. And, uh, you know, the last time this, my next guest came on, we had an unbelievable amount of uh, questions and interaction and people wanting to know uh, more information. What were we talking about? We were talking about medicinal interactions. So, for, an ex- for example, if you are on... Um, uh, any kind of statin, right? That's cholesterol medication. You should never, ever have uh, grapefruit juice because it can actually be fatal for you. So these are the kind of things that we were talking about. So I said, well, you know what? We've got to get you back. And uh, her name is Hadassah Pantanovitz. She is a pharmacist with Discam uh, Pharmacies. Pharmacist Sufe. She's based in Kilani. I'm sure that you heard that. And uh, yeah, today we're talking about medicinal, medicinal and complementary interactions. So complementary medications, uh, how they could be interacting with medications that you're on. And, uh, you know, there, there's so many different aspects to medications. I'll give you an example. Um, I found out recently that if you have an issue with uh, iron or hemoglobin, right, uh, you're anemic, one of the medications that you should not be on are these PPIs. They're called uh, proton pump, pump inhibitors, right? So anything for acid reflux. So that's your Nexium, your Trustan, or any other Correct. The, the generics, right? Um, why? Because they actually have an impact on the way that your bo- or they disable your body's ability to absorb the iron. So. Well, doctors often don't know this, and they are prescribing Nexium to babies, to everybody. Everybody I know. You know, I think we get, like, bulk community discount. Absolutely. <laughs> right next to the gefilte fish is the, <laughs> is the Nexium. Everybody seems to be on Nexium, which, which aside from speaking to our lifestyle, um, there are alternate ways of bringing down our, our acidity in our body, which I do want to talk to you about as well, because I know that Discam have got some fantastic pro- uh, products to do that. Yeah, we have. And more natural. Um, but it is very, very important that we know these things, and sometimes our doctors are not going to pick it up. And unless you are, unless you really do have a problem with iron, and your and your iron levels or your hemoglobin levels are getting to that, uh, you know, they should be round about between 12 and 16. But if they're lower than that, they might be about nine, eight, seven, or six. Um, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel incredibly, incredibly unwell. And um, you know, unless that's the case, you don't know that you've got an iron problem. So and it's just going to exacerbate it if you are on these uh, protein, proton pump, pump inhibitors. inhibitors. So um, you're right. Depleted levels of iron can lead to anemia and weakened immune systems. Yeah. Um, so it's very important to to know what's um, not allowing the iron to be bioavailable and to be metabolized properly by the body. Hadassah, what is the, what's the story with, um, with milk and iron? There, there's something also that you shouldn't no, take, take milk uh, you know, and iron just, together. It just not at the same time because it can prevent absorption. Okay. Or it can, yeah. Um, impede absor- so absorption and bioavailability. Take, take their pills in the morning with, know, their with a of cup tea. of tea. It's just something to know. Vitamin C with iron is good because it helps absorption of the iron. Oh, so, okay. so you can take iron together with vitamin C. But if you are iron deficient, um, the symptoms are usually dizziness, fatigue, shortness of breath, again, because you're not getting the supply of oxygen to all the cells of the body. Um, you're often pale in color and often you get an irregular heartbeat so it's very very important uh, to know what supplement you are taking um, and what prevents absorption or metabolism of that supplement so I just want to do a a basic outline on complementary medicine and explain to 
everybody we what talk it about is before we even to PPIs. Well, uh, before, we're going to just touch on a few complementary medicines, vitamins, vitamin deficiencies, um, common ailments that people come in currently to the pharmacy that I treat them holistically with, um, especially at this time of year in Johannesburg, allergy, sinusitis, that sort of thing. Okay. Listen, if you've got any questions for us, you're welcome, or comments, you've got any questions for Hadassah, please send them through. You can WhatsApp on 062-148-2374 or you can SMS on 34519. And... uh, you know, as soon as they come in, I will ask her your question. Okay, so basically right. a complementary medicine. Yes, what does that mean? Um, it's any range of medical therapy that's not conventional. It's not in the scope of conventional medicine, but it is used in addition to allopathic medicine to complement um, alongside alongside the normal medicine in the treatment of any kind of disease or ill health. Um, another term for complementary medicine is something called integrative health care. Um, so you, in other words, you're treating the patient holistically. I must emphasize at this point that at no point, unless it's under supervision of your medical practitioner, should you stop your normal medication. Um, I strongly advise complementary medicine, but do not go off your normal medication unless you have consulted with your health practitioner. Very, very important. Um, so complementary medicine are things like natural products usually, like homeopathic medicine, herbal products, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, etc. And they're readily available over the counter to consumers. So there's not much control. You can go into any pharmacy um, or vitamin shop or health shop and just get them off the shelf. Um, so it's quite important that you know about them because certain things do interact with your normal medication once again. Um, for example, when I first started practicing, we used to prescribe Arnica to people that were going in for surgery. Um, now it's completely contraindicated, especially where really? there is bleeding involved because Arnica is a blood thinner and it will exacerbate bleeding in any kind Which of surgery. Which is how it works on bruises. And sprains. Exactly. But for that, for trauma, it's fine, but not for any kind of operation where there is a lot of bleeding involved. Or if people are on um, aspirin, ecotrin, warfarin, or any other kind of blood thinners, it will exacerbate the, the bleeding. So that that's one of the things. Um, Can you take Arnica after surgery to help with Once the, the bleeding stops, definitely. Okay. Definitely. But again, if you are a, a, a person that hasn't, if not, if you're on blood thinners as well. If you're on blood thinners, you should never take Arnica. Definitely not. Never. Definitely not. Okay. So, so you need to learn about the safety and potential interactions between normal medicine and other natural products. Um, so there, a lot of people at the moment are coming in with colds and flu. And there's an excellent herb called hydrastis, which is also known as golden seal, which is readily available on the shelf. And we often give it uh, as a, in inverted commas, natural antibiotic. But um, this particular herb, hydrastis, can decrease metabolic processes um, um, in your body. So what does that mean? It, well, it can prevent other things from being absorbed or metabolized. Okay. So it can increase, if you're taking other medication together with golden seal and it's decreasing metabolism of the other medication, you can get an exacerbated increased effect of that other medication. So how do you know? I mean, will, will You don't know. That's why people, uh, you've got to be careful. And whoever's giving you the herb, Hydrasta should say, are you on other medication? Stop the other medication while you're on this product. So because it's uh, complementary, it doesn't mean that we can just come in and just pick stuff off the shelves. No, because a not lot of people all. do that. Not at all. And herbs have side effects. They are real quantitative um, medicines and work on receptors. Homeopathy does not have side effects. That is working on vibrational forces and it is very safe to give homeopathy to pregnant women, to babies or to anybody. Um, the only thing with that is if you're on cortisone at the same time, 
that would prevent the homeopathy from working as effectively as it should. What what how do you classify um, Bach flower remedies? <clears throat> Bach rescue flower remedy, remedy is well, rescue remedy is a combination of five different Bach flower remedies. Those are concentrated flower essences for emotional conditions. That um, so is that vibrational or is that herbal? That is herbal. Okay, so that it would also herbal. have it side would, effects. Yeah, it's concentrated. Okay. Um, it could have side effects, but not you know hydrastis is a pure herb and that would have a proper side effect. Yeah. Um, so even at self-medication counter, the allopathic medicines that are sold without a prescription can interact with supplements that you're on and vitamins that you're on. Example? Um, there's certain things with uh, ephedrine in, which treats uh, sinusitis, for example. Um, and if you are buying a, a medication for asthma, you should consult with the health practitioner because that can interfere with each other and again like aspirin which you buy from over the counter with arnica it can exacerbate the effect of the arnica Um, what I I really want to discuss now is a a few current problems well people that come in often to the pharmacy for current issues at the moment the matrix as far as I know very seasonal um, but at the moment matrix are writing exams and a prelims, lot, I think, yeah, right? uh, prelims, and a lot of the the moms are coming in for exam stress and anxiety, and they for don't, them or for their no kids? for the kids and for them. <laughs> I always say one for you, one for your child. Can't <laughs> right. um, But that is that is a common thing at the moment. Um, and so, what are you what are you okay, giving so, them? So to treat that holistically, before I even give them any medication, I make sure that they they check that their kid is having enough sleep at night, that they're not on technology, their cell phones, iPads, etc., just before bedtime. Very stimulating, um, doesn't allow for a good night's sleep, that they're eating properly, um, that they're doing a little bit of mild to moderate exercise. Just a 20-minute walk in the fresh air three times a week is perfect. Um, and then I normally give them I start off with a tissue salt, which is a homeopathic remedy, which has been potentized to a 6X potency. And I give them something called Califos. Um, Califos enhances concentration. It maintains healthy function of nerve tissue, and it reduces anxiety and stress. Um, there are no side effects. Uh, I prescribe one of these three times a day which is excellent during exams. I gave it to my own kids. Um, And then together with that, I like to give oils like essential fatty acids, omega-3s, work very, very well to help concentration and focus. Right, because there's only so much tuna that it's healthy to eat. Yeah. Salmon. Yeah. And then there's a very, very nice product that that is available at Diskem, made by Diskem, called NeuroPlus Drops. that is excellent for concentration, mental fatigue, um, also nerves and anxiety. And that is a homeopathic medication where there are no side effects whatsoever. So the moms are very confident to buy this for their kids. Um, you know, a lot of kids today just get put on Concerta or Ritalin unnecessarily. It definitely has its place. But a lot of them, just for exams, are put on it unnecessarily. And I have to say, I find with these natural remedies, I get really good results without the side effects of, of the other drugs. All right. Uh, if you've just joined us, my name is Kathy Kayla. My guest is Hadassah Pantanovitz. She is a pharmacist that cares. She works for Discam in Kilani. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the interactions between different uh, medications, alternatives to medications. I think that that's very important. And also complementary medicine uh, that you would use in addition to your uh, to your medications. If you've got any questions, if you've got any comments, if you want to join the conversation, we'd love you to join the conversation. And you can do so by SMSing 34519. You can also WhatsApp on 62 2374. This is the Discam Medical Monday. Medical Monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Pharmacists who care. Indeed, pharmacists who care. My name is Kathy Kayla, and uh, I'm speaking to pharmacist 
Hadassah Pantanovitz. She's a she's a pharmacist who cares. She works for Diskem and Kilani Mall. And uh, but you know what? All the pharmacists that work for Diskem care, and they care a lot. So uh, go and check them out. Go and speak to your you know to your regular pharmacist, and get the information on the medication that you're taking. Uh, SMS coming through from Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. She says, uh, I just knew I had to listen today. I have low hemoglobin, but iron profile is fine. Have been taking Trustan for a few years. Is the antiacid affecting my HB? Uh, thanks for this great program. That's from Nikki. She says, P.S. Is Hadassah at Diskem Kilani? Yes, she's at Diskem Kilani. Okay, so... Uh, is it is it affecting her HP? So, <clears throat> Nikki, as we said, PPIs do uh, inhibit. So that's uh, Nexium, uh, Trastan, which is the and clone all the generics, and all the other things. The um, it, it does affect metabolism and bioavailability of iron, and by doing that, it decreases oxygen supply to the cells of all your body. And yes, you will. Um, your hemoglobin levels will definitely be affected, which means that you will feel tired and often short of breath. Um, and we do have a lot of alternative products to increase can hemoglobin levels. Can we talk about levels. that now? Can we, can we talk about that? What are the alternative um, products that we could be using? One, to reduce acidity in our bodies. Okay. I think that that's very, very important because it's all very well throwing in, you know, extra products that are going to stimulate hemoglobin. But I think that it's very important that we, you know, deal with the acid problem okay. because everybody seems <clears throat> to be on Nexium. Absolutely. Or Trustan or whatever the, the generic is. Absolutely. So, um, and a lot of problems um, are caused by increased acid besides reflux. Um, I get a lot of people coming in for osteoarthritis, a lot of people with body pain, inflammation in their body. And it's all from increased acid in the body. So, um, gout. Gout is, gout is one of them. That's increased uric acid in the body. Um, my first thing, again, is to tell them to check what their diet is like. And I tell them to reduce their sugar intake. Reduce the acid intake. Yeah, sugar, that's the Sugar's first thing. Sugar is toxic. But it's amazing. Um, I've been dealing with a few cancer patients, and the first thing they are told to eliminate from their diet is sugar. Because Absolutely. it creates an acid environment, and cancer thrives in an acid environment. And not only that, if, you, if you're a sinus or allergy sufferer, sugar increases mucus formation. So sugar should be cut out completely. Um, hyperactivity in kids, we tell them to stop the sugar. And it is very acidic. Um, people that suffer from regular bladder infections or candida or thrush cut out sugar. Um, we also like to reduce acid levels. I tell them to stop coffee um, and to stop... How's tea? Tea's okay. Tea's okay, especially herbal teas are absolutely fine. Um to stop red meat. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying stop it completely, but try and have it in moderation. Anything Which is in moderation. strange because if you've got an iron deficiency, one would think that you'd need to eat a lot of red meat. Yeah, but it does increase acid, especially for gout patients. Well, maybe it's the time of day that you eat it. Maybe rather have it for breakfast or the rather amount than that for you dinner. Eat. I think it's if you if you're having red meat <laughs> once a week, it's fine. You'll rather have it for dinner then. Also, yeah. tomatoes. Oh, very very high for uh, you know contraindicated for gout and arthritis. And is that irrespective of whether they're cooked or raw? Irrespective. Okay. So cooked or raw tomatoes must be eliminated. Okay. What about um, citrus? Citrus is acidic, but in moderation it's fine. Okay. I don't, I don't think it's a problem unless you're having too much of it. Yeah. Um, Garlic, onions. Correct. And carbonated drinks. Um, there's so many people that you speak to that don't even drink any water. Um, and, and especially in the larger community in South Africa, they drink Coke. They drink coffee. They drink tea. Oh, they drink Coke adds laugh, man. <laughs> ten ten <laughs> teaspoons of sugar. Exactly, exactly. But you can sort out so many conditions just by eating properly 
and drinking a lot of water. Um, okay, so okay, you've so got to add. So yeah. reducing, so taking out of your diet, you're going to take out sugar, coffee, red meat, tomatoes, garlic, onions, and carbonated drinks. Um, what about carbohydrates? I mean, I'm thinking, well, you know, carbs are converted your into white sugar. flour, your white flours, um, that is also acid producing, isn't it? Very acid producing. And just remember that carbs are converted into sugar. So even potatoes. Yeah, you would rather go for something like sweet potatoes, which are better. Yeah, and processed, yeah, I suppose processed yeah, Anything natural is good. Better. <laughs> in moderation. In moderation. <laughs> and then... And then you okay, so what always, are we going to add to our diet? Okay, so there is, well, besides adding to the diet, one of the complementary medicines that I give is something called pH Balance Plus okay. or multi-force powder, um, which is, uh, I think I spoke about it last time on this program. It's a powder that you put a teaspoon in a glass of water every morning and it reduces acid level in the body. And often just by doing that and changing your diet, you will feel better immediately without having to take any medication. So one teaspoon in a glass of water. Yeah. So it's called pH Balance Plus or multi-force powder. Correct. And it is available on the shelf. And you just take a teaspoon every morning and it's brilliant to reduce pH Can you levels. take it with breakfast, after breakfast? Like when before, would you take it? It doesn't really matter. How doesn't long make before? A difference. Doesn't make doesn't any make difference. Doesn't make a difference. Okay. You can have it with your breakfast straight after or before. Um, I mean, increased acid levels, besides causing the reflux, as I said, a lot of people are coming in with joint pain, body pain, um, osteoarthritis, sore knees, sore fingers. They're just sore. And I think it's a lot of it is diet-related. A lot of it is... Um, Stress-related, a lot of people have restless leg syndrome. They're coming in and saying they don't know where to put themselves at night. They need to stretch their legs. They're having cramps. I find it on the increase. I find so many, many people coming in for advice on restless legs. And one of the things that are depleted or we give them are uh, zinc, a mineral, um, potassium, and magnesium. And our Often we'll prescribe a magnesium at night because it is a muscle relaxant and it helps you to relax and in that you'll have a good night's sleep. And I often tell people to soak in an Epsom salts bath, um, which is magnesium sulfate, which you put in the bath and you just soak in it before you go to bed at night and it relieves a lot of uh, muscle cramps. Yeah. Another SMS, unfortunately unsigned, says, I'm on warfarin. Lots of interactions with that. Let's, can we talk about, all right, let's finish this and then we'll talk about the warfarin. But thank you so much. If you've got any questions for Hadassah, then uh, she's, yeah, let me tell you, she's a pharmacist who cares. She works for Discam. She's based in uh, Discam in Kilani and she knows her stuff. We're talking about medicine and uh, complementary interactions of, of medications. If you're taking um, X, then you shouldn't do, you know, whatever it is that you shouldn't do or what you should do to complement it, to make it more effective. Um, so that's what we've been talking about. You can send your questions through on 34519. That's the SMS line. You can also WhatsApp on 062-148-2374. Okay, so uh, basically we were talking about reducing the as- the acidity. You know, if you wanted to reduce how much Nexium you're taking, um, then you would get this pH balance plus. Is that right? Yeah. Multiforce yeah. powder. And then you'd make an adjustment to your diet. So you'd reduce your sugar. Number one thing, um, you'd reduce coffee intake, red meat, tomatoes, garlic, onions, carbonated drinks, um, white flour and processed flours, and also, obviously, fried foods. Yeah, fried foods are not great for reflux at all. Yeah. Um, I think it's a sign of the times. I think that people are so busy um, and are so not conscious of, of being... Uh, it, it is turning, but people are busy and they're doing a lot of eating out and a lot of takeaways. <laughs> also, expensive. Uh, it's expensive to eat healthily. Fruit and vegetables, it, it's an expensive lifestyle. it's lifestyle. expensive in terms of time. It takes time 
to prepare those things. Absolutely. It takes time if you, it's slow food versus fast food. Correct. And while the ben- benefits are great, you have to make the time to do it. So if you prioritize that, then, you know, set aside a Sunday, cook for the whole yeah. week, cook for a whole month, and then next Sunday you'll cook another, you know, a recipe and and so it'll build up in your in your freezer. But generally, it is yeah. very expensive to go into a store and buy fruit and vegetables and protein as opposed to buying bread and milk and jam and sugar, and Potatoes. it's a big problem. Mm. But um, as much as possible, you know, try and make soup that lasts that with a good old chicken soup with vegetables and. Um, Diet's very important. And in saying that, um, with the warfarin SMS, I'm not going to go into warfarin too much today. Um, It's a whole program on itself. But one of the things that naturally occur, green leafy vegetables, we spoke about it last time, anything that's dark green, cabbage, spinach, kale, very, very uh, contraindicated with warfarin can increase the effect of warfarin and can increase... And ever, I think, also. The bleeding. Not not, not as so much, much as, as the spinach Anything and the Anything that's kale. high in vitamin K. Exactly. Yeah. Anything that's high in vitamin K. Because uh, vitamin K is something that, uh, you know, if you've had a, had a baby boy, then you'll know that uh, they give him an injection, especially Jewish baby boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give him an injection just after birth of vitamin K so that uh, by the eighth day, the blood is clotting nicely. Yeah, because the the major symptom of vitamin K deficiency is the inability of the blood to clot properly. Yeah. Um, And you can bleed and bruise easily. I think we do need to do a whole thing on warfarin because anything with blood thinners, whether it's aspirin, ecotrin, what were the others that you mentioned? Uh, Aspirin, ecotrin, warfarin. People on Clexane, people on Coumadin, um, people on Zarelto. Anything that's going to thin your blood. Absolutely. Okay. You must be careful of warfarin. So Arnica was my, how yeah. we started So we're off. definitely going to talk about that. Okay. All right. We'll do another one on that. <laughs> and um, coming back to diet-related things, uh, another problem that I'm finding a lot of are, at this time of year in Joburg especially, are allergies and sinusitis. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Um, in terms of diet, again, I recommend that people stay off dairy as much as possible. Because it's also mucus-forming. Very mucus-forming. Bananas, very mucus-forming. It's mm-hmm. one of the fruits that are full of sugar. And you'll see, you can test yourself. If you are have an allergic rhinitis or you are very congested, eat a banana and it, you'll see it'll make it worse. Wine, very mucus-forming. Really? And anything grape-based. Like most of your fruit juices are grape-based, um, and they're all very, very mucus-forming. So I recommend that people stay off those dairy, sugar, bananas, grapes, wine. And already, just by doing that and not taking any medication, you will feel much better. Um, it's very, if it's very important to be proactive about your allergies and your sinusitis. And probably the best thing, and I see it on all the scripts from the ENTs now, is to do a, a daily saline rinse. Um, it's becoming a big it's thing. A hey? Huge thing. Does 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 Kim sell neti pots? Absolutely, we sell all those uh, nasal washes. Okay, so a neti pot looks like a teapot. Yes, and. Uh, I saw this on Oprah years it, ago. Uh, yeah, I remember that program. Um, so it looks like you know if you if you picture almost Aladdin's lamp from from the Walt Disney, right? It's like a flat little teapot, and uh, you put warm water with a bit of salt in it, and you block one nose, I think, and yeah. you pour it into your other nostril, and then you let go your other nostril, and it all comes out. The other the nostril, side. the other side. You do it over a basin. Yes. There are more sophisticated ways oh, of doing it God. nowadays. You get like <laughs> these uh, flow saline rinse bottles. Um, you buy the the kit, and then you can get saline Is sachets it painful to, to do that. Because well, I, mean, I, I, I don't think, think it's like painful. Getting... I think it's just a bit uncomfortable and a bit time consuming. But it's essential. If you are a sinus sufferer, you do need to do it. It's like brushing your teeth. You need to. Just saline rinse every single day, if not twice a day. Um, and it should we not be doing that anyway? I mean, if you think about our sinuses, right, we live in the city. We are breathing in all this toxic 
you know, fumes and exhaust fumes and all this stuff that's around us that with, with pollution, right? We can't avoid it. Yeah. I mean, we're nowhere near where China is. But um, if you look at the sinuses, the sinuses don't have any blood vessels to help clear it. Exactly. And that's they why just you have get inflamed. Right. And, and if you have sinus surgery, that's why so often, you know, the surgery is not successful because it's, it just comes back all the time. Yeah, it recurs. It, it's very important because it flushes out the pathogens, which are the bacteria that cause a sinusitis, which is an infection in the sinus. Can you do it with your kids? Yeah, definitely you can do it with your kids. What age? Any age. It's easier to do it with a, a nasal spray when they're babies. Oh. Um, and they're, they're very good nasal sprays, just plain saline. I would not recommend a nasal spray unless a doctor has prescribed it with um, decongestants in because you get a rebound uh, congestion for sure. So you'll use the nasal spray. It works so effectively. And people actually become physiologically addicted to it. Um, you, you're dependent on it every single day as a decongestant. Try and stop those nasal sprays unless it's prescribed for a very short term, like five days. And rather use a daily routine of something like Sterimar spray or normal saline as a flush or as a nasal spray. Very, very important. Um, you, you just need to flush out those pathogens that cause sinusitis. And it's actually such a simple thing to do. Such a simple thing to do. And in addition to that, if you have got sinus problems and allergies, and never mind the pollution in Johannesburg, we have a very, very high pollen count. Oh, look how many trees there are year. around us. And yeah. uh, people are allergic to to pollens. And people know what that you generally know what you uh, is going to preempt your allergic reaction. There are um, homeopathic complex medications that contain tree pollens, dust mites, all homeopathically potentized, which means diluted and like treats like. So if you take it as a prophylactic before the allergy season, often you build up an immunity to prevent you suffering that badly. Um, Alyssa, can you use those homeopathic remedies for allergies on pets? Absolutely. 100% you can. Um, animals react very, very well to homeopathy. So I definitely need to come and see you with guys. With pleasure. Yeah. Even even big dogs with arthritis, they often get that arthritis in their back legs. Oh, they get hip dysplasia. Hip dysplasia. We have very, very good homeopathic remedies for that. We combine something called rust tox. I'm just yeah. diverting a little bit now. Um, rust tox and ruta, hypericum and arnica, um, and you give that to your golden retriever or lab um, German three shepherd, times a day, anything. any of those yeah. big dogs with hip dysplasia, and it works extremely well. Would it work with uh, smaller dogs that often have yes. back problems like a, like a dachshund? Definitely. Definitely. I would combine <laughs> Ruta Rastox, <laughs> Arnica and Hypericum. <laughs> just came up to you. This is like a jack of all trades here this morning. And um, you get veterinary homeopaths. Yes. Um, and they, the remedies work extremely well on animals. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, and they're already pre-mixed and, and pre-mixed or we can mix them. <laughs> okay. Um, so in addition to, to the diet and everything, there are also tissue salts available. You get combination tissue salts, which are like sinus combination tissue salts. What are tissue salts? Tissue, tissue salts are homeopathic remedies which have been or for, are for physiological conditions, not really emotional conditions. So they've been homeopathically diluted or potentized to what we call a 6X potency. Um, so they're dealing with physical things that don't go to their level of emotional. So you will get her, uh, tissue salts for um, skin and hair. You'll get combination tissue salts, which are just a tonic. Ferrumfos is an anti-inflammatory of tissue salts, which I would give to people with arthritis. And for nosebleeds, it works very well. Really? And if you are deficient in iron, you can give ferrumfos. Ferrum is iron. Ferrous is iron. Yeah. So it's iron phosphate that's been homeopathically potentized. You know that iron increases um, 
oxygen flow to the different cells of the because body. That's how your body manufactures <clears throat> so hemoglobin. If, yeah. Exactly. So if you're on ferrum fos, um, for iron deficiency, you can take it three times a day and there's no side effects whatsoever. So how does it actually work, Hadassah? I mean, if it's if it doesn't actually contain the iron? It works by helping your body's own production of iron. So it stimulates... So you would take that in addition to whatever um, iron medication or iron supplements you're taking? Absolutely. You take it in addition. I mean, in babies, we often give it on its own. But I want to emphasize here again that you cannot go off your medication without speaking to your medical practitioner. You can add these complementary medicines and homeopathy, but you always need to check. Look, I I remember, in fact, I went and I bought the book. Um, Patrick Holford, he came out with a book saying vitamins are, and I want to talk to you about vitamins, and I don't want to run out of time. Okay. Um, But he said he's got a book that says uh, vitamin or your food or better is better medication than medicines or whatever it was. And he recommends these completely out of this, uh, you know, out of the stratosphere doses of turmeric and, uh, you know, um, omega oils. Curcumin. and Yeah, all, all these different things, but completely off the chart, you know, like 5,000 milligrams mm. a day. Uh, I mean, so once you're finished with your pills, you don't need breakfast after <laughs> Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> but... Uh, you know they do they do work in those volumes, but it has to be done with medical supervision. I mean, your doctor has to manage the process. Definitely. So, what do you do if your doctor isn't going to manage the process? Then you come to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but doctors do man. They they pretty. Um, Are they open to that? Open to it. I mean, they're conservative. They like to treat. With That's as little scientific. medicine as possible, and they are scientific. Yeah. Um, going back to to arthritis, the and you mentioned turmeric. Turmeric, as a spice, um, is brilliant for arthritis. And you now they've got it in capsules. Where You're saying it's like a wonder drug. It's a wonder drug. It's a wonder drug. We've got a lot of people coming in with uh, uh, painful joints that are using two products at the moment. There's something called piascladine, which is some oil that I can't pronounce, but there are no side effects. It's a one-a-day dosage in adults only. This is not over 18. And we are getting brilliant results with um, anti-inflammatory effects. People are going off their anti-inflammatories and just going on to piascladine. And I've, uh, medical doctors are starting to prescribe piascladine. And we tell them to add curcumin and turmeric to that as well for good results. Um, for arthritis, for arthritis, and is it all kinds or of inflammation? All kinds of fibromyalgia, any of that? Really, yeah. any of that? Um, just you're a good person pain. to know. Hadassah <laughs> Pantanovitz. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to take an ad break. Um, when we come back, we're going to be looking at your questions, your comments. Send them through three four five one nine. Alternatively. That's the SMS line. You can also WhatsApp on 0621482374. Medical Monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Pharmacists who care. And uh, thank you so much for joining us for this Discam Medical Monday. My name is Kathy Kayla, and uh, if you have just joined us, my guest is uh, she's she's a pharmacist. Her name is Hadassah Pantanovitz. She works at Discam Kilani. She's a pharmacist who cares, and she's also a pharmacist who knows a lot of stuff. Uh, we've been talking about medicinal and complementary medicine uh, interactions. You know what would complement whatever your medicine is what could replace it uh, just talking about arthritis there's just been so much information that Hadassah has shared with us that you're going to have to go back and uh, download the podcast later on today uh, on highfm.com go and do it and uh, take a listen because there's lots and lots of very very valuable information all right Hadassah what are the other diagnoses that you're seeing at the moment uh, the conditions can, can I just ask you something um, probiotics are they a good thing or are they a bad thing? Um, okay. Probiotics, quite controversial at the moment. Why? Reports have shown a, a lot of people will come in and say, I read an article that probiotics don't work. Do they or don't they work? Um, I, let me just tell you what probiotics are. They are a group of uh, medicines that help restore intestinal health. 
um, gut oh, so health. The, so they're not actually the chochos that, that live in your gut? Well, they are. Oh. They, well, natural bacteria live in your gut. Yes. When they've been compromised or depleted for any reason, often because of stress or people are on antibiotics or other medication or have had a traumatic experience or have had an operation, um, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, for whatever reason, those natural bacteria, natural flora in your GRT um, are depleted or compromised. And probiotics are given to replace the natural flora to restore your gut back to health. And but that um, makes so much sense yeah. because that's where it your immune system sense. is. Exactly. So and why is, is it controversial? At the moment, it is controversial. I've I, Just out there on the Internet and in articles that you read, a lot of people are saying it's not necessary to take probiotics anymore. Yet on every prescription with an antibiotic, we are they're prescribing a probiotic as well. I remember as kids when we were on uh, antibiotics. Straight away. <laughs> put us onto, yog- yeah. onto yogurt. Exactly. You had to have yogurt. So that was a natural probiotic. Still is. The, um, with antibiotics and probiotics, just remember, don't take them at the same time. You need to take them at separate times to be absorbed effectively. So which one should you take first? It doesn't matter. Just take them separately, about a half an hour to an hour away from each other. doesn't matter when. Really? So if your antibiotic is prescribed twice a day, morning and night, do the probiotic twice a day, mid-morning and at bedtime. Um, okay. just, just an hour or half an hour away from the normal um, antibiotic. So, so you're right. The gut is uh, where the body – it plays a huge role in the body's immunity. And that is why I definitely think, and I've seen in my experience, that probiotics are very, very important for fighting um, pathogens or disease-causing bacteria. Um, so, so I'm not clear. Is it good or isn't it good? No, it is good. In my opinion, probiotics. It is good. You should, you should go take a probiotic. And I think it's good uh, to preempt conditions. Like if you are a bladder infection sufferer, or you get thrush every time you take an antibiotic, or you get oral thrush when you're on asthma medications, you should definitely be on a probiotic to replace the naturally occurring flora in the Should GRT. we be on a probiotic even if we aren't on antibiotics? Yes, you can definitely be on a Just probiotic every, day, every single day. It's very, very good for your stomach health, for your um, natural bowel movements. It's an excellent supplement to be on. It also prevents like discomfort, bloatedness, dyspepsia, gas, acid even. Probiotics are very good. And even in babies, often babies with colic, we prescribe probiotics um, in drop form, which help the colic. That's amazing. How do you know which probiotic is the right probiotic? Because when I've been into Dyskem, there's a lot. There's a huge selection. You know what? I think a lot of it is a marketing thing. And I think everybody, a lot of companies are are making probiotics and I think that the ones that are on the shelf are all very good you do get certain ones that have to be in the fridge because of the way the live bacteria are in the probiotic and they have to be refrigerated stay below a certain temperature um, and and then the manufacturing of others that are on the shelf the live bacteria don't need to be refrigerated um I don't know. I think it's a it's a economic thing. Some of them are very expensive, but to tell you the truth, they're all good. It's just good to be on a probiotic. Okay. Um, let's talk about vitamins. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to start off with vitamin D because that's all the rage at the moment. Why? It's like very. We live in a sunny country. This is the part that I don't it's... understand. We live in a sunny country, and. We should all be getting plenty of vitamin D. Why aren't we? Okay, well, I leave my house at quarter to seven in the morning and stay in an air-conditioned, closed environment till night time. I don't see the sun at all. Um, and so when I do well go out, living in the UK. Exactly, and when I do see the sun, we're very aware of sunblock and wearing a hat and covering up these days. Um, we weren't like that when we were growing up. We used to suntan on the beach with Johnson's baby oil. Yes. But now we're very aware of it and very conscious of skin cancer. So we are vitamin D depleted. Um, I think it's trending at the moment even. And every single person is put on a vitamin D3 supplement or calciferol, 
which is prescribed once a week. Um, and if you are vitamin D deficient, there are a lot of problems. Um, How do we it's know? It's very important for bone formation because it's very important for the absorption of calcium naturally in the foods we eat. So you do need vitamin D. Um, as we get older, there's an increase. If our bones are not formed properly, there's an increased risk of osteoporosis, which then leads to fracturing, um, people breaking their hips, lots of hip replacements. And uh, there's even an increased risk. They've done research of vitamin. If there's a vitamin D deficiency, people uh, with breast cancer have a vitamin D deficiency. Often depression, weight problems. If your vitamin D levels are not good, it's difficult to lose weight. And neurological conditions and immune system, very dependent on vitamin D. I remember doing a Disco Medical Monday. The whole hour was just on vitamin D. Mm. And we went organ by organ by organ by organ. It is the wonder vitamin. If there's one vitamin, that's the one it should be. All right. So uh, the thing is, is that it's not so easily um, absorbed. So what products are there that... Um, you that know what, help it's, us to, it's an oil-soluble vitamin, which means two things. Which mean, It is bioavailable because it's um, absorbed in oil, and D3 is the most bioavailable vitamin um, because it's made in an oil tablet, so it's well-absorbed in that form. But you can overdose on vitamin D, and that is why something like calciferol is on prescription only because it's given once or twice a week, depending on your levels, Um but you can have too much vitamin D, which is, is not good for you either. Um, you know, in addition to maintaining healthy bones and teeth, etc., as I said before, um, if you don't have enough vitamin D, it reduces immunity. It can cause depression. Starts a whole cycle. And it, and it, it can have, be a problem with insulin resistance as well. So vitamin D is very, very important. I don't know if you want to, in the last five minutes, touch on deficiency of other vitamins yeah, or, or if we want to answer SMSs. Or... No, I think let's talk about the deficiency of other vitamins. Okay, okay. so I think we, we did discuss very briefly the uh, vitamin C. Yeah. Um, and how important it is to have vitamin C. I mean, how do we know if we're deficient in anything? Is, should we be having regular blood tests? That no, you'll get you symptoms. That? You'll get symptoms. So um, if you are deficient, for example, in vitamin C, you will obviously get a lot of colds and flu. One of the biggest symptoms is having bleeding gums, people that are deficient in vitamin C. Um, you'll be tired, a lot of lethargy, exhaustion, um, you'll even it, it can even affect the liver to the extent of getting a bit of jaundice, yellowing of the skin, um, and it can affect muscle control. I mean, obviously, in the old days when we were at school, we learned about scurvy. I mean, that doesn't happen <laughs> that very the, much these days. <laughs> but if you got uh, scurvy, you were vitamin C. You'll know. You'll yeah. know from symptoms in your own body if you are vitamin deficient. We we're not often vitamin deficient in our um, in our community. The general community are very vitamin deficient. Should we be taking just a multivitamin supplement just to cover those bases? I don't want to get myself into trouble, but my but personal opinion. <laughs> If you are eating correctly and you are feeling Which none fine, of us do. Let's, can we just admit that none of us actually eat correctly? Yeah, uh, because our lifestyles just don't support Allow that. for it. But if you are eating correctly and you, you have a good lifestyle and you are exercising moderately and you are cooking your food correctly um, and you're feeling fine, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And I don't think you need to add anything. I think you could add individual vitamins if that is an area of concern. Like for you, you would need an iron supplement, for example. Um, you can take a multivitamin. It can't do any harm. It can only do good. Obviously, vitamins that are fat-soluble, like vitamin A, D, E, and K, you can have too much of, so you've got to be careful of that. Other vitamins like vitamin C and the vitamin Bs, which are water-soluble, in excess, you'll just excrete them. So um, that wouldn't be a problem. 
if you're eating properly and you're feeling well, you do not need to add a multivitamin. If, they, if you are getting symptoms where certain areas um, are need supplementation, then yes, definitely take a multivitamin. I often prescribe vitamin B supplements because I know it's water soluble and I know people can't take too much of it. And the most important vitamin Bs I give are a combination where there's B1, B12, and B6. And this is for stress levels and energy levels and immunity. And I find I get very, very good results with that. Okay. Good advice. Uh, Bev Gavronsky, thank you so much. She says, uh, please ask Hadassa what tablet combination for sore joints? So what did you say? I suggested um, piasclidine, um, funny pronunciation, and it's one a day. It's... Um, Okay. P- I yes. don't know if you want to spell it. It's P.S. Cladine. No, I think just get hold with of Hadassah at all. Turmeric. Yeah, and turmeric, right. Um, so you can get a hold of Hadassah at Diskem in uh, Kilani Mall. And uh, you know what, do that and she'll, she'll, you know, sort it out. Otherwise, just go see her and she'll just get it for you. Right. I mean, I'm just Absolutely. <laughs> making commitments here on your behalf. <laughs> With pleasure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> all right, so it's turmeric and piasclidine. And is that available at all discams? Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. I don't know what we did before discam. I was actually discussing this with my cousin the other day. I actually don't know what we did before discam. Like, everything and anything is available. You know, the nice thing is is that we try and offer good service and we keep that training of our staff on a level where they're able to help the customer. And when you come in and ask for something, they're not just going to point you to aisle four. They'll literally go with you I know. I to actually the have to tell you. vitamin aisle yeah. and, and suggest products and explain. And if they're not sure, then they'll get hold of, get hold of a, the yeah. vitamin manager or somebody who can understand and explain. Yeah. You've got the beauty fair on at the moment. We have. When does that end? I'm not it's even at the sure. End of, the end of this month, I think. It's uh, just wonderful. On Friday, all fragrances were less 20%. In I know. addition to the existing. Oh, so did you stock I know. up? <laughs> I stocked up. It's quite dangerous for me to leave the dispensary. <laughs> Cost me a lot of money. Okay, so just go to Hadassah and just keep her in her dispensary. <laughs> keep me there. Um. Okay, what are the other vitamins that you would say that we would need on okay, a regular so, basis? So vitamin A, which is a fat-soluble vitamin, if you have a deficiency but that's of very, that. But that's very dangerous, vitamin A. In, that's why you can overdose on it. But you, 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 the first time you know, you were asking me how do you know if you need a certain vitamin, you'll see your night vision will be compromised. So if you're driving at night and suddenly you're not as good as you were, and just generally your night vision is bad, you need to check your vitamin A levels. That's the first symptom of that. Um, I can run through a couple quickly before the end of the program. We've actually got a wrap, but uh, maybe if you pass on the information, or you know what, even better, go and see Hadassah Pantanovitz. <laughs> She's available. Um, but you know what, it's not only – Hadassah is one of many, many pharmacists um, who work at Discam, who know the stuff, who would be only too happy to help you. But uh, if you do want to go and see Hadassah, you can go and do so at Kilani Mall. And uh, that's how we get to the end of this Discam Medical Monday. Coming up next on Discam Medical Monday, next time Hadassah comes into studio, we're going to be talking about blood thinners. And the time after that, we definitely have to do a show on pets and, uh, and using you know, homeopathic medications with pets. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And thank you very much for coming, Hadassah, and it's for sharing your knowledge. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. And to you, uh, God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Stay healthy, and we'll see you same time, same place next Monday. Bye.